Hello, welcome to the Sports Journal, a podcast that talks everything Ugandan sport by reaching out to those athletes who go out of their way to excite you with breathtaking performances. On several occasions, we believe their stories can inspire one or two upcoming athletes to chase their dreams with more intent. Before we get to talk to our guest today, remember the Sports Journal is powered by... Whoever you are, whenever you are, we celebrate you 24-7. Log on to PulseBet.com and get a free bet when you sign up. You must be above 25 years old to play. PulseBet, celebrating you. The Corporate Games Season 2022-2023 is here. Don't miss lots of fun and networking. 12 sports disciplines and over 2,000 participants with over 40 corporate companies in one place. This happens every first Sunday of every month. For more information, contact info at corporategamesug.com or visit our website www.corporategamesug.com or you can call us on 0700-339-048 or 0785-642-953. The Corporate Games, inspiring corporates through sports. Now, Mike George Mukula Jr. is an upcoming rally driver with a big heart and big dreams. A national sprint champion in his maiden season, Mukula believes he can only go higher. If you are hearing the name and motorsport in the same sentence, you might think his love for the sport was abrupt. It's not the case. Yeah, my motorsport love wasn't sudden. Uh, it's been there for a long time. Actually, uh, many many people within uh, within the fraternity remember me as a fan. I was synonymously known to have appeared in so many rallies as a fan, uh, mainly under the team of DRT. But my my love for the sport started ideally with my parents. Actually, recently I just actually got to find out that my mom was a bigger fan about the sport than my dad. So, <laughs> but my dad my dad actively went in the sport. He participated in a few events. Uh, he did have uh, such as of a career like the one I'm trying to pursue. But that's that's where my passion developed from. Yeah, actually, that will be a question for later. But uh... Uh, maybe any idols uh, growing up, especially in the line of uh, motorsport? The idols growing up are so many. Uh, I have uh, who I would call uncles. Uh, Sam Sali, I have uh, Karim Hiriji, of course, the late Charles Mohanji, who, of course, is also, he was a mentor because I actually participated with him in a few events and I used to be around him every time he had a rally car. And uh, he, he really advised me on how to approach the sport. And then, of course, uh, another mentor that I have is uh, Charlie Luwega, who calls me from time to time. Mark Luwega's father, ironically. So he's always spoken to me and Mark. We used, me and Mark used to practice together and he would talk to us like a, like a father would. And of course, uh, another idol, of course, is my father, of course, who participated in rally. I was, of course, too young to notice anything, but in my eyes, he was Superman. So uh, to me, he was excellent. And how much support have you been able to get from your parents? I mean, many would consider it a dangerous sport and uh, on so many occasions, as uh, much as parents do things, uh, they wouldn't want uh, their children to take on their footsteps. The sport is dangerous, as a fact, but the Federation has taken everything within its powers to make sure that everything is safe. Uh, so the cars in particular are very safe. Uh, actually, I would even say extremely safe. They they take they take the danger out of the sport. So yes, I know we move at thrilling speeds and we move in locations that are very hazardous to the safety of any sane person. But the cars are built to handle a lot of the incidences that they have because at the end of the day, we're all human beings. And error, error is bound to happen. Mistakes are bound to happen. 
both physical, mechanical, and emotional. So that, that the car is safe. The federation uh, does everything. It actually notifies the, the police. It works with all the local councils in the area to notify the, everyone in the area of what what type of cars are coming around, the kind of excitement that is going to be there. They do a lot of advertisements, sensitization. Uh, they do a lot of campaigns. So the federation has done an excellent job. So ironically, now I find it more dangerous on the streets of Kampala than even in Aradika. <laughs> and uh, the idea of you going into Rally, how was it welcomed by the family? The family loved it. Uh, ironically, for a long time, I, I tried to get uh, I tried to get them to buy into it, but they didn't feel I was ready. And uh, Captain said, you can only value something until you've carried your own water. So until he felt I was financially in the best position to be able to carry myself through the sport, because if I was to be passionate about the sport, then it's best that I be able to follow through with some of my dreams and aspirations. He supported me and uh, he bought me the car, but he told me from there on, it's now you to maintain this thing. Since you claim you love it so much, let me see how, how best you can handle it. He chips in all the time, but uh, as a father, he's always there to guide me, to support me, to mentor me. Uh, of course, mom is the biggest supporter. Her, I can do no wrong. So uh, I get 100% support from everyone. Isn't that shocking? Usually mothers are the ones who are skeptical about such decisions. <laughs> to an extent, it was shocking because, I, to be honest, I was actually going to rebel and buy my own car. But had I done it in my own capacity, I don't think it would have been as safe. So I think the captain felt it better that it be him to give me something that is safe enough to bring his son back home. But it, it was surprising because I don't think too many people are lucky to have this, this kind of support. I would encourage everyone, every parent or any person in some kind of capacity. If someone has some kind of passion, as long as it's not too strenuous to you, the individual, support them because you never know. I mean, who, who knew that, you know, I would be able to have this interview today? I, to me, it was just a passion. I just wanted to drive a rally car. I didn't, I, I never in my wildest dreams ever thought I would have the level of success that I've had so far. Do you remember your first competitive race? Yeah. And uh, how was the experience? How were you able to contain the nerves? Uh, my first competitive race was in Mitiana, but I wouldn't say it was competition. It was actually route opening. But we I remember we had done so much preparation during the COVID period that we used to do a lot of practicing, uh, preparing the team and buying all these things uh, towards the sport. And rally is an abyss. You, you keep buying things, but it never seems to end. But uh, as, as we kept as we kept putting everything together, all of a sudden Mitiana came around. Actually, the first rally was Kasanda, and I was a route opener at that time. And all the big dogs in, in, in the Uganda rally were in that time, including Just Mangat. And uh, I was a route opener for, for the day. And I remember when I was going on the start line, of course, one thing I kept telling myself, and that was something I learned from basketball, uh, is to keep myself calm. I think because of my experiences in basketball, I've learned to control my nerves uh, from that point and to remain focused and, and dedicated to what I'm, the, the task at, uh, at hand. So I tried to keep myself calm. Of course, the nerves were there. But the minute you get your first scare, all of a sudden reality drops in and you're forced, you're forced now to focus on the race. So it took me a few kilometers. But as soon as I got my bearings back together, I just I just went for it. And, and, and as a competitor, how has the reception been from the rally fraternity, from a fan to a competitor, the transition? No, from a fan to a competitor, because I've been, now I'm on both sides of the field. I was a fan for the majority of my life, so I know I know what it is as a fan. I know how we look up to drivers. I know almost uh, to some fans, some drivers look good, like, to an extent. And uh, some of the things that we do, they're nothing short of amazing. I, I don't know if I've reached that level, but clearly if I'm doing an interview, I must have got, I must have accumulated some kind of relevance. No, your, your ambitions. My ambitions. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but uh, 
of course, as a fan, the, the, the rally fraternity has been nothing short of amazing. They are very encouraging. They, a lot of the fans know how difficult the sport is. Uh, when I had my incident, my issue, uh, many of them came out to support me. They donated, they supported, they gave out things, they gave out whatever it was. People were giving me lights, people were giving me batteries, people were giving me wires, bumpers, you know, and that's the level of support the sport has. The sport is such a, it's a family. You get there, you feel valued, you feel appreciated. And at the end of the day, when everything is said and done, because we put a lot of money into this sport, it all becomes worth it. When you see the smiles, when you see the joy, and you realize that what you did in this event has created a memory for someone. So it just motivates you the more. You you want to come back because I was a fan at some point. And I'm still a fan of many people and many drivers. So I know that feeling. I know how it is to, to be there and you see someone do something so amazing and you talk about it for years to come. So I hope I hope I can always create memories for people. Your, your first season, uh, of course you led for long spells uh, to win the, the CRC, but unfortunately uh, it, it didn't happen. Uh, how disappointed were you that you just couldn't uh, get over the line at the end of the season? No, the disappointment was gutting. It was, uh, it was something that uh, it takes it takes someone of unwithering will to, to come back from something like that because in our minds we almost honest, honestly believed we were going to lift the trophy at the end of the day because for us in CRC that time it was just a one day event so it was ideally just finished Saturday and you lift the trophy you mm-hmm. don't even have to be the first you could even be the last you could even uh, the, according to the standings I think we could be 11th place if there were 11 competitors but there were only 4 so even if we finished 5th uh, we would have still won the championship so it was almost automatic in our minds that we were supposed to have won the championship the only thing that would have limited us is what eventually happened which was we crashed the car and then we were eventually out of the race it was very gutting for the team uh, I got so many testimonies from so many people who actually were very emotional about the situation and it was really tough but we got over that spell we realized that there was a curse that we couldn't get over <laughs> we had that the, there's no driver of relevance <laughs> that has won the NRC that has ever won the CRC so if that's some kind of consolation to what happened uh, I have so many people who reached out to me and said we feel that you are our champion because for the majority of the year you were the champion that we, we wanted and that's how we feel yeah but then you get to, uh, to end the season by dominating the sprints uh, how did that so make you feel that, that was shocking we we didn't realize how strong we were in the sprints until the Kaliro sprint actually this last uh, uh, one of the last rallies in Jinja in Iganga where we had the Kaliro sprint it's only when we went for the sprint that the navigator mentioned to me that we might actually have a chance of winning the sprint championship and of course by that time everything was moving like clockwork this was before the, of course the Rukonjiri incident so it was at the sprint that we realized that we're actually in the championship so uh, amazingly the sprint championship is an overall setting whereby dependent on your performance you're actually rated with, with everyone so everyone is able to gauge and sprints are about skill uh, condition of the car power and so many other attributes so uh, to be to be sprint champion at this point you know it's nothing short of uh, exciting it's amazing it's something definitely I'll tell my son I'll exaggerate on many things but uh, <laughs> but yeah being a sprint champion that was humbling at least to me and, and to many fans what they said and what they believe that was a much bigger championship than the CRC of course uh, from what you've said but also from what I've heard uh, from those who are close to the sport and passionate about it uh, many uh, look at you as a, probably somebody who is ready to take the mantle now uh, from the current uh, generation of uh, seniors first of all do you feel that way or you're just a competitor who just wants to go out there and give your best every competition yeah I, I try I try my best I, I, I honestly I, I don't come out there to show out to show off I, I just come out there to perform to be honest I, I just come there and just try to stay humble to the game because I know if 
I let certain things get to me, I will start to fall out of some structures that I've put in place that have largely led us to be as successful as we are today. So uh, to be put in that position where people feel that we could basically lead the mountain into the future, I really appreciate it. I applaud it. It's it's such a heavy burden to hold because I believe the sport the sport is so valuable and to be given that chance to lead the sport forward, uh, wow, that, that's big. Uh, of course, I can't I can't do that alone. The sport is a sport, and you have to have it with so many other competitors, like the Hassan Alwis, uh, the Rajivs, the Mark Luegas, the other young drivers who are also aspiring, the Ralph uh, Ralph Adam, the other drivers who are also aspiring, uh, Dusty, uh, and they really want to come. They really want to come. They really want to show off. They want, uh, and I, I believe the sport will be in great hands. Uh, us ultimately, what we're looking for is to not only stop here in Uganda, but as of course to go to ARC. That's Africa Rally Championship. Yeah, that's isn't it too early? Uh, of course, it's always good to set uh, standards and uh, set the buffer for yourself. But uh, don't you think it's uh, too early uh, to set uh, such targets uh, for yourself and, and the team? No, I mean, if, if you want to reach the moon, shoot for the stars, you know. So I wouldn't say the ambition is, is too big. Captain has always told me and he's always asked me to always think big. If you're going to do something, do it big or don't do it. Mm-hmm. So if, if my aspiration is to be the best driver in, in Africa, I mean, why not? You know, and uh, I mean, it should be a, a, a pretty cool title to hold. Yeah, you know, there's something good. I would also love to challenge, at least if I can try and go for the championship and uh, aspire to win it. I believe it should also set standards because I believe rally in Uganda is so passionate and has such a strong base. And if we can have people like uh, the government or other established Ugandan-owned companies support fellow Ugandan drivers to go and lift the flag abroad, then why not? Why not? Why, why can't we start that? Why? Why? Why not dream that big? Well, uh, before we cross the borders, of course, uh, the season preparations are under for different uh, teams uh, together with, with, with the federation. What is expected from you to be a contender uh, maybe for the NRC uh, this coming season? Of course, uh, in any championship that we get involved in, we want to come for the championship. Uh, but of course, our expectations, we're going to keep them at a humble minimum. So we, we're coming up against a fresh bunch of champions. I mean, if you look at the, the clique of drivers that are there in the NRC currently, there's, I don't think there's been this many champions in Uganda. I mean, the championship has been shared tremendously. Recently, we have Byron. Uh, we have Susan Munga. I'm sure who, who she shall come back. We have, unfortunately, Fitid is uh, retired, but I, I believe maybe he might come back. Uh, we have Yasin Nasa, who has a few events that he's coming back with. Just Mangat. We have Duncan Uwiru. We have Sebuguzi. Uh, Arthur Blick also is intending to come back. And also other aspiring champions who are planning to take hold again. So uh, to come up against such a fleet of drivers is not easy uh, an easy feat. So the best we can do is is come for a good position and actually show that we intend to come there. We intend to be a factor. I think maybe our dream might be maybe to look at maybe initially a win. Let's look at a win first. Then from a win, maybe we can move to the next step of a championship. If a championship comes along the way, then yeah, knock on wood, we will be happy for that. When you talk NRC, is this something that is in the pipeline for the 2023 season or something for, for the future? NRC is 2023. Because of the classification that we're in before in the CRC, now we have been upgraded. Uh, from what FMU people said, we don't have a choice. We have to go up. <laughs> so we're, we're going to NRC. You uh, can't say I'm staying here. No, no, I, I don't think they'll allow me. But 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 just to make it clear, uh, NRC has different divisions. So we're coming to Division 2 
NRSC. So in this first year, uh, 2023, we shall be in Division 2. Then in the next year, we shall, 2024, we shall be in Division 1. Then in the year to follow, Premier, I think it's Premier or Premium, I don't know, but Premier League. Then when does the ARC start? The ARC, we shall we shall do a few events. Uh, this year? This year, depending on how the budget allows us to. We are looking to also acquire some sponsors who can come in and support us. And um, if all goes well, according to what we are seeing, then we should be able to do a few events just to taste the waters of the ARC, to test the competitors out there. And also mainly because we're driving a group N car. So our group N car, for it to compare to the type of cars that are in ARC, those are actually world-renowned R5 cars, and they're very competitive in their nature. So for us to go out there, man, we must we must really strap up. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's not going to be an easy fight, but but we want to go. We want to go for a few events, and and, and of course, uh, you you just hinted on it. Uh, the issue of uh, the budgets uh, or the costs that come with competing on the continent. Yes, uh, there are probably rallies that are within the region, uh, Kenya, around, but uh, for you to be able to gather for the championship, it means you will need to go for every competition on the continent. Yeah, the, the ARC is a very expensive event on its own. I mean, rally alone, even just in Uganda, is, is something very haggling. So to go, you know, country to country, you're, you're in flights, you're logistically, you're in hotels. I mean, it's quite an expenditure. It sounds like a full-time job. It's a full-time <laughs> job. And, and the commitment you have to make, I mean, I mean, it's double the time you would make. Uh, you would make, let's say, for instance, if you were here in Uganda, because in Uganda we basically lock off a week mm-hmm. to participate. So in ARC, I'm sure one of the lessons we will learn is that we have to take off two weeks per se. So that, of course, would be uh, hampering my business commitments. But at the same time, if that's the commitment I'll be taking, then then I will. That's why I was planning to do a few a few events. <laughs> of course, I can't leave out Burundi because that's where my wife comes from. But uh, our focus, of ideally, is in so that would mean three for this year. Yeah, yeah. There's, there are seven events, I believe, in total, if I'm not mistaken. There are seven events in uh, ARC in total, but we shall be able to do, let's say, three. So that The ones be, near, around yeah. the region. Kenya, Rwanda, Burundi. Yeah. And then, how supportive has uh, your, your team been, the, the, the team that, that you work with? Wow, the, the team, I mean, nothing short of success. The, the team that I work with, uh, the gentlemen that are around me, the mechanics, uh, the administrative people, the co-drivers, uh, everyone has just been nothing short of amazing because as Mike of course at, at the end of the day I get the glory but but there are, there are people around me who have their good nature and goodwill to make sure that we actually perform well and they really try a lot I've seen them sacrifice a lot of their work goes without seeing what I do eventually on, on the circuits and on the races is out of them sacrificing so much literally they have sacrificed their blood their sweat their tears just to get me there we actually go through a lot a lot just to get the car on the line and to have a team like that that is really ready to sacrifice everything and I mean everything even life may be in its own it's nothing short of humbling so I, I praise them I'm humbled by them I'm motivated by them and every time when I win they're the first people I always congratulate because that, that success is dedicated to them because they, they sacrifice a lot it's a question I've always wanted to ask a competitor but I've never gotten a chance are there times when you, you feel guilty in front of your team probably 
you failed to finish a race and it was your own fault as a, as a driver? Do you ever feel guilty when you go back for those two meetings? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, of course, you feel guilty. Uh, of course, I, I wear two hats in, in racing. So I wear one hat as an owner and then another hat as a driver. So if mechanically the car fails to, to do something and maybe it was something that you made a decision as an owner to do, then yes, the guilty sets in. Uh, but if you fail as a driver and uh, maybe you navigated a part too much through to a corner, yeah, then that's something really dumb and you shouldn't do that. But uh, usually what happens in rally, <laughs> there's an unsaid rule. As, as long as you're a co-driver, you're going to take all the fault, you know? So the person who actually takes all the fault is always usually the co-driver. But to be honest, uh, as the driver, you're the one in control. You're the one who actually makes sure that uh, everything is in order. So yes, we do get guilty, but at the end of the day, this sport is extreme. So the worst possible thing you can have is excitement. You, you can't have excitement. You must know that yes, you're going to drive fast. Yes, it's going to be extreme, but you have to be careful at the end of the day. And you're taking a lot of risks. And all those risks that we take are very calculated. And to do them in a calculated manner is what eventually ends up to you eventually standing at the top of the podium. And then uh, your co-driver, Edward Chinji, there are people out there who believe that you two seem like you come from different worlds. But um, for somebody to choose somebody for a co-driver, there, there are lots of things that um, you always have in common or complement each other to be able to perform a formidable team. Yeah, Edward, uh, when, when I met Edward the first time, uh, I was like, man, how is this going to work? You know, he, he walked in. <laughs> you know, they call him small, big man. And he walked in. He's so humble in nature. He's so soft-spoken. I was like, he can't talk. He, I mean, how is he going to read the pace notes? He's, I don't know, what am I going to do? And, uh, you know, unfortunately, as a judge, of, I, I judged the book. Uh, I, I was wrong cover. to judge the book by its cover. And Edward has been a man of so many miracles. He's he's such a strategist. He, he usually lays a strategy for us in the team. He has been able to channel us into levels of success because before he came in, because I used to be with Siraj Chambade, and we also had a lot of success with Siraj, although, unfortunately, it was during the COVID period when I was finding my skills to become who I am. But with Edward, Edward, for the world to see, we were able to show our skills and we were able to challenge the, the juggernauts of the sport. And Edward helped me. He gave me so much confidence. He guided me. We drew our notes together. We grew the sport. We grew our experiences. Uh, he's the one who always comes back to me because I never get to hear anything. I never see anything. I'm always in the car. I drive, then I go home. So he's the one who actually tells me. He's the one on ground. He's the one on ground. He tells me what's going on. He has more excitement than me. Me, I'm just happy to drive a car. That's that's I'm just happy to drive a car. And outside motorsport, how much sport do you follow domestically? I, I follow basketball. I'm a big time basketball fan. Uh, I, I, I do. I, I'm a sportsman in general. But I don't tell me an Oilers fan. Yes, I am. Okay. I even used to play for Oilers. <laughs> <laughs> I used to play for the City Oilers. And uh, before Oilers, because one would say it's the team of yesterday. Yeah, City Oilers. I, I didn't have a lot of basketball because uh, I was in America at the time, but I was in the Kawaja. The, the Kaboja team that uh, won the championship in 2002 and 2003, the dominant Kaboja team that uh, dethroned also the, the Kitante, Kitante team of then. So uh, I've been involved in championship-like settings, and I think where I got my my thinking of not only in life but my championship and ambition, drive, and dedication—all the principles that one needs to be successful not only in life but in rally or sports—I got it from basketball. So uh, I would say Oilers, uh, City Oilers, Warriors, Diamonds in the Sun, Proline Heat and uh, I think there was a stint in, in power but it was very they did it last year yeah they did last year so yeah I've been involved in basketball so so it is safe 
have to say if you weren't a rally driver, you would have been a basketball player. I was a basketball player, but my old bones. You ditched basketball for rally. Yes, I ditched basketball for rally. I, I have I have a competitive gene in me, and I always I always like to keep my juices going. So I need something that challenges me, other than just looking for money. And uh, I feel sports is something because it speaks to the essence of who a man is and the struggles that you have to go through on a daily. So to always refine those skills, I, I feel. I mean, life life can get boring sometimes. So when you have something challenging like rally uh, in your life now, then then you do that. You you go through it every day. You go through challenges, and it helps. I've become a better man. I feel uh, because of rally. I've never I've, I've never in my life experienced anything so challenging like rally, and I feel. I feel where I am today, I'm a better man. And then, uh, lastly, probably your your final remarks to your faithful out there, people who fall under, they have probably decided that uh, you're the team they want uh, to cheer in the support of motocross. Yeah, hey, well, I'll, I'll probably go ahead and say thank you guys so much. I'm really humbled. I got into this because I just wanted to drive, but uh, I'm so happy that I've motivated people. I've got so many testimonies from people feeling that there was some kind of life lesson that they picked out from maybe something I did or said. I'm really humbled by that. Uh, I'm glad that maybe people can look to some way that you know I can inspire them in some way. Uh, I'll try my best. I'm human. I can make mistakes. But if I do, just forgive me. But <laughs> but yeah, I want to thank everyone. Uh, hopefully we can be able to maybe bring some people, some new people into the sport uh, and fans and everything. And of course uh, my dream is to leave the sport better than I found it. So that, that is my dream. That is my hope. And I, I'm, I'm intentional in that. And I hope by the time I hang up my gloves and maybe my son is taking over, now I'll have the sport at a position which I'm very proud of. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's all we had for you this time around. Have a blessed day. Whoever you are, whenever you are, we celebrate you 24-7. Log on to PulseBet.com and get a free bet when you sign up. You must be above 25 years old to play. PulseBet, celebrating you. The Corporate Games Season 2022-2023 is here. Don't miss lots of fun and networking. 12 sports disciplines and over 2,000 participants with over 40 corporate companies in one place. This happens every first Sunday of every month. For more information, contact info at corporategamesug.com or visit our website www.corporategamesug.com or you can call us on 0700-339-048 or 0785-642-953. The Corporate Games, inspiring corporates through sports.